Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. Which minority is being left out of the diversity conversation? Can you separate a movie from its controversy? Find out on this episode of This Week in the Movies. This Week in the Movies. Tish and I are back! Uh, cause I'm not puking. <laughs> yeah, we Ooh. missed a week or like yeah. didn't record this cause uh, she was puking. Yeah. It wasn't like a like light cold. <laughs> it was like a hugging the bowl. <laughs> yeah, but we so. made it. Hey, we're together again. <laughs> so, um, what have you been watching? Did you watch anything while you're sick? Or I, are you really? I, I did. I don't have my list in front of me because I'm ill prepared as okay. usual. Well, I did. I've been watching MythBusters. <laughs> okay, and how's that been? Fun. Yeah, it's like background Are you watching stuff. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just I've started downloading it and watching it and then deleting it because it just took up too much of my hard drive. <laughs> it's a lot. That's fair. Okay. What have you been watching? Um, I've seen a lot of movies lately, actually. Nice. We have seen a couple in theaters. Mm-hmm. We saw Bad Moms. Yes, we that's did. Since the last time we recorded. I have it on my list, so it must be. Okay. <laughs> um, separately, but both in theaters, we both saw Star Trek Beyond. Yes, we did. <laughs> separately, but in theaters, we both saw Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> um, I finally saw Room. Damn it, I still have it. Oh my god. It was it was excellent. You have it on DVD, right? Yeah, do you want I might have to borrow time. it because guess what guys? The site I download from has disappeared. I'll bring it next time I see you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, hard to find anyway because it's just named for this room. <laughs> right? So it was coming up with like a ton of stuff. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to find one word. Um, that's cool. Um great. I saw Star Trek Beyond and Suicide Squad in IMAX three D. Yes, you did. And you know how we feel about 3D. Fucking hate it. Um, (laughs) Because it seems unnecessary, it looks weird, and my biggest thing is that it's just not clear. It's so blurry and terrible. So, but I thought maybe the IMAX would be cool for something like Star Trek. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went to see that, and I was surprised at how good the 3D-ness was. It was very clear, even with all that shaky Star Trek camera. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, totally... Basically, just didn't notice it, and that means it's good, right? If you don't notice of course, the quality yeah. of a movie, right? Um, so I was like pretty pumped about that. I was like, possibly a get some some movies would be really cool to see in this IMAX 3D. Yeah, so, like the big like superheroy yeah. blockbustery. Yeah, those big movies. Um, so then I went to see Suicide Squad in the IMAX 3D, which seemed unnecessary, but again, it's like timing. You want to see something in the evening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard 3D, now. Yeah. Um, not as impressed that time. It was a weird 3D-ness, and it was not as clear, and it was distracting. I remember, I don't know if I was tired, but I was, like, tilting my head sometimes, and that makes the 3D go off, because mm, it's linear, right. the glasses thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to keep my head straight. <laughs> so not as impressed, and then I'm like, okay, no, it's expensive, and, like, maybe not that great, so maybe save it for special occasions or something, yeah. but I don't know, I thought I'd like discovered the secret. If we must see it in 3D, we can see IMAX 3D. It's actually good, but, but it sounds like it's still probably better. Yeah. But I just, I better. just want it's so unnecessary. 
Yeah. Maybe like an animated movie would be cooler. The well, live yeah, action in three D always looks weird. I know. Yeah, Finding Dory was Finding Dory was was yeah was good. Something like that. I mean, like that was fine. I didn't. I still don't love three D. Like even just I'm a glasses wearer. It's a yeah. pain in the ass, yeah. you know. Um, but it was fine. I didn't. I wasn't like oh. And part of that's because it was animated. So it's like, well, it's not like a real fish. In front yeah, of it doesn't anyway. look so weird and layered and. Anyway, so that was my little discovery about movies in the theater. I also saw The Secret Life of Pets in 3D. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Was that cute? Yeah. I mean, I went on a date to see it, and he wanted to see it, so I was like, of all the movies that were out at that time, I was like, I won't hate it, it'll be cute, but... Yeah. It was fine, it was funny. Yeah. I saw Jason Bourne (laughs) in the theater... I've been watching lots of movies at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really, I guess. <laughs> it's fair. Busy, busy lives. Oh, damn it. Work. This stupid guy I'm dating. <laughs> I know. I actually have an event every weekend between now and Thanksgiving. That is crazy. I hate it. Anyway, enough about <laughs> I sound us. so depressed. I'm like, oh my god, I have friends and plans and like so things terrible. to do. It's, that that's not fair. It's going to be wonderful. Yes, and at least some of those I will see. You yeah, there. yeah, no, for sure. Um. All right. So let's um talk about something kind of fun. Yay! Yeah. Um. It was rumored for a while, and. Uh, by the time we got around to doing this podcast, it is confirmed. <laughs> Brie Larson is going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm pretty excited because I love Brie Larson. Me too. Mm-hmm. And only more so since I saw Rue. <laughs> yeah. I think she's amazing. Yeah. Um, she's so cool, too. She's so cool. It's not fair. I wish she I was that be cool. be her best friend. I know. She'd be a good friend. And um, we learned a little bit about Captain Marvel in the podcast with Greg, yeah. talking about comics and stuff, so I'm super pumped for that character, and I think she'll be great. Yeah. I mean, we learned a little bit. I still don't... I don't know. There's so many I fucking superheroes. But, <laughs> but I remember being really excited that she was getting a movie. Yeah, and it's nice to have like a, another like strong female superhero mm-hmm. lead type thing. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe. Finally, yes. Especially because, like, if you look, like, I mean, Black Widow never got her own movie. They're still maybe saying that. I know, I doubt it. but, like, she never got one. You know, Gamora's there. Yeah. So The women are just kind of there. I'm excited that, like, it's movies. like a, this is a female. Yes. I don't know how they're going to integrate her into no anything else, but... No clue. It's all going to come together in the end. It'll be and then great. The movie industry will implode and there will be no more movies. Yep. Well, maybe just the men and the women will take over Hollywood and there'll be tons of original, amazing movies. That'd be so lovely. No How more do we reboots, make that happen? no more sequels. Yeah. Just kill off all the white men executives. <laughs> That'd be so lovely. Yay. Those are our plans. Okay. <laughs> I had the idea to because of this casting, or when it was still a rumor, to have fun kind of dream casting other superhero characters mm-hmm. with actors. It turns out we don't know that many superheroes. Yeah, we weren't. we just watched the movie. Yeah, we weren't comic book readers, so we yeah. know what 
uh, the studios have given us. Yeah. Another fun thing that has been rumored, maybe moving towards... Who knows? I don't know how joking everyone is, but Anna Kendrick said that she wants to be Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Which seems good for her, I think. Seems super cute. I could see her being squirrely, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. I'm like... So many superheroes, and you just picked yeah. the quirkiest one and said you wanted to be it. Yeah, I did watch, I don't know, something, maybe Nerdist News or something about Squirrel Girl, because everyone was suddenly talking about her, and she's actually, like, a super cool character, and mm-hmm. she's, like, a college student, I think, and, like, super smart, and, like, it's not about, like, being squirrely, like, no. she's just, like, awesome and, you know, helps people, like, superheroes do, so it seems cool. like a cool, if they're... Looking for new superheroes to make movies or shows out of, that seems like a good one. I feel a little bit like how far down, how many superheroes were made before someone was like, I know, Squirrel Girl. Girl. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) It seems like a joke, but then, like, she's actually a really popular comic. Yeah. It seems really awesome. That's good. That's the fun of, like, comics and, like, these superheroes, that they take ridiculous things. And they make them these awesome... And... They actually make really good Super stories out of it. People, yeah. I mean, like Ant Man. I thought that sounded stupid, but well, and they talk about a movie that could have gone so so badly, <laughs> right? And went really yeah. because they, they, they appreciate the fact that like we know that this is a ridiculous concept. You got to be in on the jokes. Yeah, you know. good job. And, like, the superhero genre really lends itself to being camp, like the old of course Batman show, yeah, Adam West, or yeah, Bamf. Pow! <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, did you have any casting ideas? No. I, I like... <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I was even then trying to think of, like, recasting, but I'm like, generally everyone's done a good job. Oh, I said we saw Suicide Squad. I didn't right. love Kara. Can't say her last name as Del- Enchantress. Delevingne? Yeah, Cara sure. Delevingne. Didn't love her as Enchantress. I thought that... Okay. She was pretty. <laughs> she is pretty. I thought the Enchantress was pretty. I yeah. I liked the like I character. Liked evil, sexy, black, dark. I felt <laughs> like somebody else could have taken it a bit further. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there wasn't much there. It was like I know. I'm scared, and then I'm but I Enchantress. Think maybe that's part of why I felt like they needed somebody stronger. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to spoil it, but she does have a significant role. Yeah. It's not a huge role. It's a She's huge important. ensemble, so no one has a huge role, but mm-hmm. it is significant. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, the only one I could think of, which is an idea that I've had for a very long time, I've talked about how I like Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. um, and that I just liked her visually, because that's all I had, because she wasn't in anything. Juliana's looking around at all the Harley Quinn stuff I have. The head is still a little creepy. Um, yeah, I love the the black and red and the creepy, like, white face. Anyway, so I always thought from just seeing Harley Quinn that Feruza Balk would be perfect Mm -hmm. because if you've seen the craft, you've seen she can act crazy and evil and she has this huge smile with the black lipstick. Like, that would just look, it just seemed like the face. Like, the original, like, Harley Quinn cartoon, like, yeah. face with that huge smile and, like, crazy eyes. I was like, yeah, she could totally do that. I'd still love to see that. Yeah. I think she'd be it. good as it. I mean, they never would because she's too old now. I know. But that would be fucking amazing to see 
Ferris Balk go crazy again. <laughs> That's a good one. And she has, like, a really distinct voice, too. She could do, like, the Harley Quinn, like, accent. Yeah. Pudding. My pudding. pudding. Um, yeah, so I'm still hoping for that someday. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so let's get into something a little meatier, I guess. Yeah. Big story. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk a bit about um, disabled actors and mm. the roles. Disabled actors and disabled roles. Disabled. Enabled. Yeah. Enabled. <laughs> di- disabled <laughs> actors being enabled <laughs> in disabled <laughs> roles. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so. This isn't exactly new news, but it kind of came into the Almost, talk, movie yeah. talk, when the movie Me Before You came out, which was a couple months ago now. Yeah, I still haven't seen it, but you saw it. I did, yeah. advanced screening, and you were busy. God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, once again, an able-bodied actor was playing a disabled character. Yeah. Um, which was not necessary. No. Um, as with most movies like that, where someone's been in an accident, they always show the kind of the before, look how active he was, and blah, blah, blah. But they didn't need that. And I feel like if they're gonna, they could have spent some money and CGI'd him into something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like just the pictures around of him being active or whatever. Um, so now we need to talk about this minority that is being it's being ignored from the diversity conversation and uh, unlike other like minorities and other things we've sort of overcome and seen as unacceptable it's still acceptable for an able-bodied person to play a disabled person yeah and a lot of the articles that we've read about this mm-hmm. talked about how it's still the thing where you're if you're an able-bodied person playing a disabled person, it's like a lauded performance. Like, wow. It's Oscar bait. You're so talented to not move out of that chair. Like, you or know like what I to mean? Play or like someone that like mentally disabled or or yeah. you know, like it's it's seen as, like, a harder time to act like a person with some sort of disability, to which I'm sure disabled people are like, we're fucking people. Like, it's yeah, not that it's much hard. Any- like, I, I'm a person, so just act like a, you know? Person. But it is totally Oscar bait. Yeah. Um, and it's constant that able-bodied people play disabled roles. Oh, yeah. Um, some fun facts. Since 1988, 14 of the 27 Oscars for Best Actor went to men who played a character with a severe illness and or disability. Yep. That's more than half. That's crazy. And how many of those were actually disabled actors? None. Exactly. And... That's the bigger problem, <laughs> right? I mean, well, yeah, sorry, that was implied. Um, and by comparison, the number of people with disabilities who have ever won an Oscar is only three. Yeah. Marley is, Malin. I don't know. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is being talked about again, currently, because... Jake Gyllenhaal, an able-bodied man, has been cast as real-life person Jeff Bauman, who lost both of his legs in the Boston Marathon bombing, and they're making a movie based on his memoir, Stronger. Yeah. And they would probably use the excuse that you already said, like, well, we're going to show him, like, running and training for the marathon, but there's so few, like, 
good roles for mm-hmm. disabled people, mm-hmm. and then they don't even get the roles that are available. Exactly. It's like when we were talking about, like, people of color, like, even the roles that are written, like, for people of color, they change them to white people, or, like, they yeah. cast white people as Asians or something, yeah. and we're like, come on, we already don't get enough, and then you're taking it away from us, kind of thing. Yeah, and as they say, like, that's kind of, like, um we don't see that as acceptable anymore when, like, you're playing a different race. Yes. Or a different gender. Because, like, yes. people went way back to, like, in Shakespeare days. Yes. Men played <laughs> women. Um, which, yes, is true. But, like, this is just still just seen as, like, well, of course they're gonna get, like, an actor. We just want the best actor for the part. Yeah. <laughs> which is, like, did you look at any disabled actors for the part? Yeah. You know? And people would say there's not a lot of disabled actors. Well, and it's because there aren't any... There's no role. They can't they, do anything. They, have, they don't see themselves on the screen. They don't even think that there's a possibility for them to work in this industry in that exactly. capacity. <sighs> yeah. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Really. It is. And it's... Speaking of minority, um, it's a fifth of all Americans. That have... Yeah. So it's not a small, insignificant, Ooh. give them one little role here and there, like... And, like we said, it's, like, Oscar bait, like, as far as making movies and, like, what true stories to tell, they're always making movies about real-life people with disabilities who had something amazing happen to them, and they overcame problems, mm-hmm. and they went through this tough, tough time kind of thing, which, yeah, they're great stories, We like, great stories of human experience and, like... It would be even better if we knew that this, you know, disabled, yeah. you know? It's just, it's odd. Well, and disabled <sighs> people aren't seeing themselves represented on screen. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, is a problem for Just as characters. Minorities, then, but, yeah. yeah. There already aren't any, like, characters. Except for these, like, Stephen Hawking movie, or, like, these specific, like, famous disabled people. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, just... People don't read a story and, like, they're like, well, we should... Yeah, like... I don't... It's the same thing we've talked about with, like, gender and race. Like, you could make that person black, or you can make that person a woman. You can make this character disabled, and they would still... Yeah, it wouldn't change anything. They'd still be the exact same story. (laughs) And it would add, like, a little bit something more interesting, actually, so... I know. And, yeah, it's... We talk a lot about... um, I know when we talked about sexual orientation, that, like when that happens in a film, it's usually, like, the film is about that. Like, yes. about coming out. And it's the mm-hmm. same with a disability. The film is oh, about yeah. the disability. It's not A disabled person being in there. a love story or whatever other kind of interesting thing you make movies about. Yeah. Love. <sighs> yeah. Which I'm sure must be exhausting as a disabled person. Like, the only time you see someone, like, in a wheelchair like you, it's, like they want to, like, kill themselves, like, in Maybe For You. Like, that's part of why people are so upset about that movie in particular, because he was quadriplegic Mm -hmm. and, like, wanted to kill himself. And there are people out there, plegic, paraplegic, plegic, paralyzed. Sure. Go with that. (laughs) Whatever. Similar uh, situation that are like, um, hey, we don't all, like this isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, I still want to fucking live. And yeah. 
it's kind of perpetuating the idea that like this is the worst thing that could happen to you, and you should just if like, you're not able bodied to happen to me, I would kill you myself. You shouldn't even be here, like because yeah. your life is gonna be so shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just get rid of yourself and save us all the trouble uh. of supporting <laughs> you with like government subsidy? Okay. Like, yeah, that's what it is saying. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> people are not thrilled about that. No, I can understand that. And, um, speaking of being left out, when, um, the Academy's president, Cheryl Boone Isaacs, um, said her little thing about, like, wanting to include more, like, women and people of color on the, uh, in the Academy for, because we were talking about voting and it's so white and old and stuff, um, she, her little speech was, in 2016, the mandate is inclusion in all of its facets, gender, race, ethnicity, and sexual orientation. And she left out a big one there. Yeah. Um, which just shows you, like, people don't even think about it. No. It's not even, like, included or seen as, like, oh, this is a minority that needs to be paid attention to. Like, yeah. it's not even... It's people not aren't even included in diversity. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, we talk about diversity all the time, and, like, we haven't talked about it that much. No. Until, like, this Me Before You thing kind of brought it to my attention and I've talked about it in videos and stuff like when I'm talking about diversity like oh it's so white male straight mm-hmm. I'm also trying to include like gender race sexual orientation and disability yeah just as a few examples blocking of, white straight men yeah <laughs> able-bodied straight white men yeah damn you well I mean like the first time I ever really thought about it was when Glee came out mm-hmm. and I know that they mentioned the fact that the Artie who was the wheelchair bound character was able-bodied actor yes and that was the first time I ever thought about it and it's interesting because that's a show that had an actress with Down syndrome yeah. come in and play a character with Down syndrome mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff and that's great but I was sitting there and I was like I think he stands in one episode in like six in seasons like a dream or something. Yeah, and I was dances. like, and I was like, why is this not being played by an actor who's actually in a wheelchair? Like, there's no reason not yeah. to. It was, yeah. I found that one of the more stark, like, and that would be such a great role for an actual disabled person. Like, you get to sing and do dance routines and everything. Yeah. Like, that would have been so great. And, like, I do remember one episode where they actually address his being in a wheelchair. Because they're going to, like, some competition or something. And they kind of ignore the fact that, like, he needs a special bus. Yeah. And, like, they can't afford it. So they're like, well, we'll take the bus. And, like, your mom can drive you, right? And stuff like that. He's like, you guys don't, like, acknowledge this. And, like, you just kind of take for granted that I can, like, do everything that you can do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, you can! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like at the show. Like, why aren't you, like, leading by example? Like, come on. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> so, yeah, even on a show like that where they really go for diversity and, like, deal with a lot of stuff like sexual orientation and gender stuff, there was like, you had an opportunity there and you blew it. Yeah. Yep. So, what are some other notable examples, in case you don't believe us? <laughs> well, um, some famous ones, My Left Foot, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, maybe the most famous one. Yeah. yeah. Um, more recently, The Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking story. Um, 
What else? I remember Notting Hill. Um, Gina McKee yeah. is uh, in a wheelchair in that. Definitely could have been... That's one of the first things... I don't know what I was watching or something, but, like, that's one of the first things where someone... I heard or read someone mention the fact that a disabled person could have could played, have played role. that role, right? Like, why didn't they? I don't know. Yeah. There's some good ones. Glee, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Marley Matlin, who's mm-hmm. deaf. I saw her speak once at the yeah. NAC. It was really oh, good. Cool. Um, that made me think of, there's this show, this Canadian show, or Canadian made. Oh, yeah. Show, yeah. like, called FBI or something. E-Y-E. Yeah, I, and it's uh, a deaf actress and a deaf character working mm-hmm. for the FBI. She comes yeah. in hand, and she, like, reads lips, and it's, I always thought it was so interesting, all the things that she was really good at. Um, and that, like, her skills that they used, and also, like, the, like, phone that she had that kind of, like, translated them speaking into, like, a text that yeah. she could read and stuff like that, I always thought. It's cool. It's in her service. I always, like, thought it was really cool learning about how deaf people can get around get in the it. world. Yeah. And do, like, a little, most things that people can do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and there's also an American Horror Story... Um, Jamie Brewer is the actress. I should have checked exactly, but I want to say she's Down Syndrome or something. I think yeah. so. And, um... Yeah. She's been in, like, a lot of the... A lot of them. I only watched the season three Coven, because I like witches, and she was in that one, but I think she's recurs in the I was like, I think two. she was in the... She was in the first one. Mm-hmm. I know she was in season one. She's probably been in, like, all of them. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, or most of them, like, yeah. one. Um, but yeah, again, she plays... Her character yeah. also has, you know, and yeah. at least in the season normal. I watched, it was, she was just as, like, an interesting character as everyone yeah. else. Like, it wasn't... And it wasn't about her having... Uh, yeah. But also, like, it's a dress yeah. in their well, messed cool. up witchy world. But, um, it was, you know... Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Those are some examples of... Well, and it's nice that they're, like, there are good examples. Like, uh, you also have down, like, the kid from Breaking Bad, R.J. Mitty, with right, uh, Cerebral Palsy. Yes, I did read about that. And, um, like, that's a really popular example. And it's like, look, it can be done. Like, yeah. there's people out there that are talented and, you know... Mm-hmm. You can well represent... And like we said, the disabled just, community. Like... A disabled person could play just any character he wrote, because it's not their entire character. It does not define them. Yeah. So, um, I also want to mention, there's a web series that, um, I forget how old it is. I want to say, like, at least, like, five years old or something. Anyway, it's called My Gimpy Life, <laughs> and it's, um, about a actress in a wheelchair and it's about her like being an actress in a wheelchair okay yeah going around and trying to get roles and stuff mm-hmm. um i'd heard about it for a long time and i just watched the first episode kind of to get re- ready for this podcast and it's really funny it's really cool and um i, I want to watch more like it's just about her like like there's one scene where she meets like her agent or her manager or whatever and like at the <laughs> bottom of the stairs because she like can't go up the building or whatever and it's kind of like, she's a very, like, positive person, like, people say stuff are uncomfortable around her, and she's just kind of, like, brushes it off because she's used to it. And then there's, like, kind of, like, showing the downside, like, she can't get in a building 
to go to like a casting a, call, so yeah. they meet her like in an alley, and it's kind of depressing and like, you know. Anyway, it's cool. It's and it's an example yeah. of not just a disabled person playing a disabled character, but also like it's about being disabled, but in a really in this, like yeah. fun way. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Felicia Day is in it too. Did you ever watch The Guild? Yeah, I watched um, all of it. The girl in the wheelchair that's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's her. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, she had her own little web series. Anyway, so that's something cool. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Diversity. Well, it's been compared to blackface. We haven't <laughs> mentioned that. Like, yeah. At some point, hopefully, it will be seen as appalling to cast an able-bodied person as a disabled person. Yeah, just they- like... <laughs> Sorry. It's just because the the guy calls it Crip Face. <laughs> it makes me laugh a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the argument is that it's the same thing. Yeah. You put an article in here mm-hmm. that was Doctor Who related. Yes. But if we take out the Doctor Who part, because it doesn't matter about the show, mm-hmm. um, the... Uh, writer of the article was talking about how there was casting for, like, the new companion for mm-hmm. a very large character on the show, and it was a non-white only casting, mm-hmm. and the problem of just having these characters just for the sake, for of, the sake of diversity. The token minority characters. And that, like, it's actually patronizing, and, like, mm-hmm. by doing an, an uh non-white casting, you're not getting, like, the best person for the role, necessarily, because mm-hmm. you don't know how to come through the door. Mm-hmm. It was written by a white lady, I'm just saying. But, I don't know. on the flip side is, we need to take those deliberate steps in order to get to a point where you can cast the best person for the role. And, because as with, it is, with you say... blindness, yeah. Yeah. You say it's the best person for the role, but we all know that you're casting a white person because they make more money. So, for now, it's great when someone says, like, I'm going to purposefully put a not-white person yeah. in a role. It is... It is helpful. I agree. I think, like, this was a good article in terms of, like, these are probably really common rebuts to, like, mm-hmm. to the argument, but I, it's a really flawed argument. I'm like, it's great that it's non-white because it means that, for sure, this major role is going to someone of color and they just need to have more of these opportunities. Like yeah. the, the, the biggest issue is that there's there's no opportunity for these mm-hmm. people and we do need to how, do diver- how else do you change that. <laughs> we need to, at this point we still need to have diversity for diversity's sake. Yeah. Because we Cause need diversity. It, we're all white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on screen because that's that's the default right now exactly so, so if we don't purposefully say not that then we're still gonna end up with yeah. it I, mean, I, I yeah. disagreed with her and then I was like are you white aren't you and then I scrolled oh, down no. to the bottom and I was like you are a white lady oh no <laughs> um, yeah they were white privilege maybe a little bit there is how it felt but yeah they were specifically talking about the casting director for Doctor Who had stated he specifically wants to cast a disabled person Mm -hmm. for this season. Yeah. Which kind of went with all this other stuff, and it's, you know, it may be, like, token casting, but... Who cares? It's going to be a role for them. Yeah. Right now, that's that's the only step we have right now. Is purpose... Yeah. 
And it's not... When you talk about diversity sometimes, or like representation, like particularly with women, we're like, well, there was a woman in that, but the character was shit. Yeah. So this type of specific casting is like, we're not just sticking them in the background or writing like a stereotypical character for them. Um, like in this example, he's saying like, I want a disabled person because we should have a great character that happens to be disabled. Mm-hmm. Not, That's not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's, it does, I get that some people, um, not white people or disabled people would see it as somewhat patronizing, but it's like, hey, we are, sadly, this will, you know, we have to purposefully include you. Yeah, or else you're not going to get included. Yeah, we can say stuff like colorblind casting and all this shit, but we know it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because they're, go by the money and the money is still with the white people. Able-bodied Ridiculous. white people. So, able-bodied straight white people. Men. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. So, anyway. So, what is our point? Um, more well, disabled people playing disabled characters. And let's include it. Really, truly, remember to include it in the conversation because right now yes. it's not even being brought to the table by anybody generally like we said the president of the academy (laughs) like listed all like all these things and it's like whoops you're forgetting something yeah i'm sure soon something else will come up and be like oh we forgot this part of Of course but but that's the only way you move forward on new topics you can't stop progress (laughs) (laughs) yes um, so yeah, it's just another thing we're going to be angry about next time we see a movie come out where it's like, oh, hey, look at that really famous able-bodied person playing a disabled character. You're welcome, so Internet. So unnecessarily. More anger. <laughs> just what you need. It's like, hey, you could save money green screening out his legs and just cast someone without legs. So there's that. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, something I've had on my mind that I want to talk about, we're just going to chat about for a bit. Um, so I saw Ghostbusters um, without Juliana. Yeah. <laughs> I went by myself in the middle of the day because goddamn 3D, avoiding the 3D I had to go in the middle of the day <laughs> and my day off. Um, I, uh, I still have not seen it. Yeah. But we can talk about this yeah, issue in a anyway. general way. Um, so the thing was... That as, so we all know, we've been talking about Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. controversy, men, stupid, like, meninist, misogynistic men are like, how dare you remake my childhood, women, blah, blah, blah. Um, And all the women are like, yay, female Ghostbusters, and they're not sexy looking, they're just awesome. I mean, you may say, think they're sexy, but they're not objectified. Anyway, so all that stuff's going on. So I, I'm biased towards I want to see it and support it, and I hope it's great. I want to like it. I want this movie to be good. And so I'm watching the movie, and it's fun and everything, but I'm, like, analyzing it at the same time, and, like, I've got all this other stuff in my head, like what am I going to say about it after? Because I really want to say I love it or whatever, you know, which not just with Ghostbusters, it happens all the time. 
since we've started doing podcasts and stuff. And like worse since podcast. Well, yeah, because we go to advanced screenings and we know we have to talk about it right after. So I'm yeah. thinking, what am I going to say about it? Takes you out of the movie. Anyway, so I got wanted to talk about movies like this where there is a big like cultural context for it, maybe some controversy, and how do you separate just a movie from everything you know about the movie and what other people are thinking of it? Because it can be tough yeah. to focus on. The movie. <laughs> well, and the example I was using was I just saw Suicide Squad last night. Mm-hmm. And it's all you've heard about is how it's been bad reviews. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I purposely made sure not to read any reviews. I didn't want any specific shit in my head. But I knew just from reading, like, oh, bad reviews and people don't like it. And then, like, crazy fans want to sue Rotten Tomatoes for giving <laughs> bad reviews. Oh and, like, all this sort of shit. And I was sitting there in the middle of the movie, and a, there was a part, and I was like, I just wasn't, like, super into it. Like, it was yeah. fine. And,. Then I was like, do I not like it because I know that other people don't like it? Or do I not like it because I don't like it? Or do I like it? I don't know what's happening. And it's the same thing. And yeah. I don't... The truth is, I don't think you can totally separate it. No, I th- it's so hard, which is why for some movies, you, I really do want to see them sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because the less you see. what everyone is saying is going to be in your head... And, like, for some movies, I'll be like, that looks amazing. I don't fucking care if everyone says it's shit. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it. And then some movies you're like, am I supposed to like this? Like, the ones that we've seen, like, advanced screening sometimes, we're like, this seems like kind of, like, critically acclaimed kind of movie, but we weren't really into it. And it's like... (laughs) Carol. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know I'm supposed to like it because it's got, like, 99% or whatever. But, like, do, you know... So well, it's not just negative that affects you. It's, like, positive, too. You're, like... For sure. You're, like, what don't I get? The, I'm not getting it? Yeah, like, like, I don't... The experts say it's so great, but, like... Yeah. Well, it? I think of... We saw the movie Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Right. In an advanced screening. We knew nothing about this movie. No. And we both came out being, like, oh, my God, that was really good. And, like, yeah, so much better than we expected. And you texted me. Like, the day yeah. after, and you were like, oh, I read this review, and like, now I'm like, did I miss this and not get it? And it, <laughs> like, that's the first thing I thought when you when you were talking about this topic, of this whole, yeah. like, because you every everyone can get their opinion out there, yeah. there's so much opinions about everything, and when you are in, maybe you're in the minority of opinions, like, you start so thinking, you think, like, like, am I wrong? Did I, did yeah. I miss it? Especially because I'm not just a movie watcher. Like, I like to think I know about film and yes. I can I can analyze and dissect a movie and say I like it anyway or, like, this part, this is bad, whatever. And, like, we liked that movie and we thought it was great. And then this article was kind of saying, like... I don't remember. It was just, like, like, stuff that I thought was really cool. Like, some of the cinematography stuff, it kind of, like, made fun of that and said it was, like... You know, like a cheap trick, yeah. Sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm like an idiot because this, like, Cause this one article. Well, like someone who sense. like knows movies is telling me like this isn't an impressive thing. I know, but like the truth is, is like but, that could just be a fucking guy who got out of his mom's basement <laughs> and got a job writing movie reviews. Exactly. So it always comes back to like it's art, it's subjective. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like yeah, when course. we didn't like Carol or whatever, and we were like, technically, we can see this is a good 
well-made film. Yeah. That doesn't that mean we don't connected care about. With it. <laughs> <laughs> that we hate yeah. all the characters in. I feel like Carol is very divided. Like, people it, really love it and think it's so goddamn beautiful, this beautiful love story. Or, like us, they're like, where was the connection? What was going on? They I are know. robots. <laughs> like, it's so divided. I'll always remember, I met, like, I was at a friend's Oscar-watching party, and they brought up Carol, and I was like, didn't say anything. I, like, paused. Like, <laughs> and she was like, terrible movie. And I was like, you're best friends! We're best friends forever! <laughs> Oh, um, I really have strong feelings towards that film. I don't because it's just kind of boring. I mean, like but when people on my say position, it's so like yeah, great, and I was like, hey, guess what? It was boring. I know. <laughs> you know, I will tell everyone that. The truth is, there's no way to separate yourself. You can do your best. You can mm-hmm. avoid reading things, mm-hmm. and like even so, if you're but, hearing about a movie to know to go watch it, you've, you're hearing opinions along with exactly. that. Exactly. And, like, to try and, like, sit there and be like, okay, I'm gonna... You can make, like, a valid effort to, like, consciously focus on, just on mm-hmm. the movie. But you're never gonna totally clear everything out. That's no. just the way and it is. Even, Everyone's opinion will be skewed. Even, like, with me and Earl, like, afterwards, you mm-hmm. will start rethinking about the of movie course. based on what you hear about it after. And, like, I've done that, too, when we talk about movies for the podcast and stuff. I'm looking up movies on IMDb, and I'll see the rating, and I'll be like, oh, I thought this was an amazing movie, and it's got, like, a 30 Metacritic score, and I was like, shit, was this not good? Yeah. I thought this was great, and I'm like, and I start to feel stupid, which I don't like, because I think I'm really smart, and I know movies, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, Jolene was a movie I really, really loved, like years ago when I first saw it and like I've always loved it and like happened to look it up on the IMDb and had like a 30 and I was like oh is this not <laughs> is this not a good movie I thought it was so great and then yeah. I was like I hate that I hate that too Especially I don't want to like, care what you think because I like it but then sometimes for that hard first second I'm like oh <laughs> I know am I ooh, what well and I think that's what it comes down to is like a lot of it is like practicing not caring if your opinion's different and that's it's not that makes it everyone wants to say like well I don't care what people think like everyone kind of says that but it's it's really hard to put into practice as well like you know what I mean once it's in your head you can't you can say I don't care but it's still gonna affect your your opinion your opinion's gonna be biased um, like in comparison to other you know it's always gonna be (sighs) anyway yeah (laughs) Yeah, um, Ghostbusters. It's really fun, by the way, guys. It's really... I thought it was fun. Yeah. I'm My not one for, like, ghosts and slime and stuff like that, like... But, um, all the characters are just so great and funny, and it's a super good time, guys. Super good time. And proves that women can make money, so let's give them non-sequel remake roles. Oh that goodness. would be great. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, should we end it with this, uh, little quote? We sure should. Okay. Um, this is something I just, uh, found on Tumblr. I follow a lot of, like, women screenwriters, women filmmakers, like, I Tumblrs. Know. <laughs> you guys are all shocked out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this was from an interview or an article from the, I'm gonna butcher trying to pronounce her name, so I won't, but the director of Mustang, 
Which is a film that we still really want to see. <laughs> and up on Netflix, at least in Canada. Yay. So, for those of you... I still want to watch it. Anyway, um, talking about uh, cinema's ignorance of the female experience. And she explained it in a way that I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm going to share it with you now. <laughs> uh, there's something about the female experience that I always compare to New York. When you're not a New Yorker and you arrive in New York, you have the impression you grew up here because everything is familiar. You know the cabs, the sidewalks, the avenues, the buildings, the architecture, everything. You've seen New York in so many films throughout your lifetime. And that's masculinity for me. And femininity is that place behind the mountain where you have a very bad road and no cameras have been there. And each time, every step of the way of a woman's life, I'm thinking, wow, no one ever, ever told me this. And it goes on and on and on about the experience. So we're living things which are completely unexplored. Which I thought was a great way of explaining how male-dominated media affects women with this familiarity it was it. it was a very good quote and a very simple way to explain it mm-hmm. that I feel like everyone can grasp you know mm-hmm. what I mean and yeah it's almost like put into words like something I'm like I've always kind of thought this but how do you explain yes, it you good, job, good job <laughs> good job um yeah that's because so much media is like white straight male and even if you're far from that it is so familiar mm-hmm. and you get a wide variety of stories of that type of person male person yep and not so much anything female else story. yeah no. in this case female but yeah mm-hmm. so like any like female starring interesting movie is so new and we like cling to it so much I feel like especially if it's like an original story because mm-hmm. it's it's so precious <laughs> and it can be so unique and it's because we're so like starved for that and it's not like it's necessarily an extraordinary circumstance for the character but it's just it is familiar to us as women. We're like, we see something there and we're just and like, wow, I've never seen this in a movie. Yeah. It's, you see something and it's like, oh my God, finally something that tells a part of my story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, like hearing. It's so nice when it, it happens. It's like hearing a song and the lyrics just like click and you're like, oh my God, like this is what I'm feeling and now I can get it out. It's like, it's the same kind of thing when you see a movie and you identify with a character or something, and you're like, oh, I see that part of me, or that thing that I've been trying to think about, or, you know, be, and it's finally there, and, like, it's probably been similarly expressed in plenty of male characters and male stories. For sure. But we're not gonna quite connect with it the same way as seeing a woman do that thing, or feel that thing, or say that thing. Yeah. Because men and women are different. Mm Mm-hmm. Not in a stereotypical, like, they have different reactions. <laughs> Men can lift yeah. everything. And women know how to cook. But, like, <laughs> just in a... We we do react differently to things. Mm-hmm. And to see a woman... It could be the exact same story as a straight white guy. But the way that she'll handle it and the way that... I mean, if it's good writing. Ev- yes. Everything yeah. is seen differently with, mm. based on who you are, and gender is a pretty big part of that. Yeah. The same thing for our other minorities. Like, if you, you could see this 
kind of even like a trope a million mm-hmm. times, but until you see it with someone like your skin color or your just looks like you or something in common with you, mm-hmm. it's not going to click and it's not going to feel truthful to you. Yeah. And that's why like more like independent movies and really like character based movies and like movies with more women and diversity f- really connect with people in a different way than the big white man blockbusters because you see those things and it just seems so much more real because yeah. you get it because it's you it's, it's a little you. bit of you yeah <laughs> it's your truth yeah well on that note you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for this week uh yeah Next podcast? Do we have a next podcast? No, we don't. Okay. We're flying by the seat of our pants. It'll be something wonderful. Oh, we can say next. um, Well, tomorrow I'm going to an advanced screening. Yeah. Without Juliana. I have a disappointment. I I feel like you get the the better deal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm hopefully bringing a friend, Mm -hmm. and I might convince her to do a little video with me after. You should definitely convince her. I think she'd do it. Yeah, I don't know. Literally, I've never met her. A, <laughs> she's someone I work with, and she's a film studies major, writing mm-hmm. her thesis right now. So she might have something to say about a movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probable. Anyway, so um, you can look out for that and our other review videos and stuff. Yep. Uh, you can also email us your thoughts <laughs> on diversity. <laughs> Or anything else. At in the movies podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at in the movies pod or on Instagram at in the movies pod. Should maybe combine those and just say They're on <laughs> in the movies pod. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, there's a link in the description um, where you will find links to all the stuff we talked about, um, all the articles and stuff. So, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.